I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Good to be with you today. Praise the Lord. We had to do a lot of jumping around there at the beginning. Sorry about that. And I lost my place. Um, that happens every now and then. Um, uh, Jesus comes to be the door. Now, this is the fourth Sunday in Easter. Every year we celebrate Jesus as the Good Shepherd. The iconography of the early church used that picture of Jesus carrying a lamb as, as the key icon of Jesus for about 300 years until the Verda Icona, the true icon of Jesus, was found in Edessa uh, in Syria. And that true icon, that true picture of Jesus, was found on the shroud, on the burial shroud of Jesus. And from that point on, the true icon of Jesus became the face of Jesus that you see on the icon of Jesus the teacher in the narthex here at Christ the King. So for the next six or seven hundred years, the, all the iconography of Jesus was based on the face of Jesus, which was on the shroud and was hidden away in Edessa and was miraculously found um, at that point. But Jesus, the shepherd, the one who carries the sheep, was the first icon. Now, to carry a sheep is no easy thing because when a sheep gets lost, they, they self-paralyze, they can't move. All they can do is bleat. They're not as bad as a turkey who are lost. Um, turkeys have been known to drown because when it starts raining, they kind of look up in the air and suck all the water in and just kind of drown. Sheep, on the other hand, just sit, stand there, stand there paralyzed and bleat. They're calling for help. And if help is not close by, um, somebody else hears the sheep bleeding and comes to join them at lunch. So the sheep is hopeful that its shepherd is going to come as soon as possible because it's wandered off. It's seen some grass, some beautiful-looking grass over there, and it's just kind of wandered off. And so um, Luke has a parable of the lost sheep, um, and the shepherd leaves the 99 to go find that one sheep. The shepherd is faithful to the sheep. Amen. The shepherd has come to seek 
and to save the lost, and he is faithful to find the lost. Put your trust in the shepherd, amen, and yell loudly, come, Lord Jesus, save me. I'm paralyzed. I got carried away on that last lunch. It was looking really good over there. But I need your help. Come to me. Now, in the tradition of the church, we read from John 10 on this Sunday. But today, Jesus doesn't say, I'm the good shepherd. He says, what does he say? He's got another strange metaphor he's using. What does he say? I mean, he just, he just said it, right, everybody? Okay, so I'm not going to do everything in this sermon. I'm going to want you to help me out. Jesus says, I am the? Oh, praise the Lord. You were listening. Glory to God. He says, I am the door. And this is crucial. Because when you have a sheepfold, there is only one entrance to the sheepfold. Why is that? Well, that's because usually there's only one shepherd out there, or the shepherd take turns in guarding the door at night. Jesus is the door. At night, the only way in to the sheepfold is through the shepherd that is sleeping in the door. It's the only way in. Now, if there's just one shepherd and one group of sheep, it's much easier. But sometimes there's multiple sheeps, ba-ba-bas. They're all in the sheepfold together. They, they mix up a little bit. But the scriptures tell us that the sheep know their shepherd, and he calls them by name. So the shepherd says, sleepy, grumpy, dopey, sneak. Oh, is that the right list? I don't know, may be the right list. And they follow him. In the Middle East, shepherds lead their sheep. They don't walk behind their sheep and kind of drive them. The Irish and English, who are a little, slightly little lazier, send their little perito, their little doggies out to kind of lead the sheep, grab them, and send them in the right way. Jesus, though, leads the sheep, and he calls us by name. The sheep don't just respond to any old person. They respond to the person they know, and the person they know should be Jesus. Jesus, the good shepherd. Jesus, who is the door of the sheepfold. Now, so a sheepfold door would be about this wide. 
or so, and the shepherd every night would sleep in this spot. So that the only way to get into the sheepfold is through that shepherd, unless you have some kind of contraption and can climb over the wall. John is remembering these statements of Jesus because it's crucial for us to realize that the only way into security, the only way into health, the only way um, into the place where we want to be, there's only one way. And that is through Jesus. Amen? Do we have some concurrence today on that? Amen? Now, I'm a bishop, and so uh, I know that the clergy here are raising you up to be good Anglicans and stuff. And good Anglicans are not known for raucous ejaculations during the church service and stuff like that. But I'm giving you permission today to say an amen now and then, okay? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, this is so crucial because... We know the true God through his revelation that's given to us through the words of Holy Scripture. And Jesus comes into our presence as the verda icona, the true icon of God himself. He is God in our presence. And he is telling us right now there is only one way to health and salvation and transformation and safety. And that is through the door. And there's only one door. And that door is Jesus. Amen? Amen. Ooh, that, this side is really good over here. Praise the Lord. Um, um, it's difficult for me to explain these things to you today. The American empire is over. It is done. Because we have not been following the words of Jesus. We have been comfortable in Zion. The church has been asleep. And lots of thieves and lots of robbers have entered into our sheepfold and are carrying off the sheeps, the little bababas. And so the church has not been doing what it's supposed to do, which is to help our neighbors, our friends, our children, and our grandchildren understand that there is only one way to salvation, and that is through Jesus. 
And God's word gives us clear, clear, clear information about all this. And we have been asleep in Zion. We've been too comfortable. I mean, it's amazing what we've come up with. But this experiment is over. It's done. And the robbers and the thieves are running the program at this point. Now, is that reason to be scared? No. No. Because Jesus is in control. He is the door. Amen? Um, And he is leading us. He is going before us. And he is calling us by name. The question is, are we going to respond to him? Are we going to respond to him? So maybe, maybe he is calling to sleepy. Okay. Maybe he is calling to grumpy. Okay. But he's calling to you and I right now as well to respond to him and to obey the scriptures and to put them into practice and to share them. Guess what? Nobody wants to hear what God has to say right now. We've been working on that project for about 60 or 70 years. We've said, God, we don't need you. We're doing fine. As we drive down the road with our self-driving car and have our conversations. But God is not mocked. He is the creator of all this. He brings order out of chaos. God brings order. So if we see chaos running the day, God is not there. God is not there. But Jesus gives us challenging and secure words today. Does he not? He says, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Amen? Okay. And so to hear Jesus' words, to hear Scripture... And to obey and put that into practice means that we will have life and have it in abundance. And he promises to be with us if we do that. Well, it's going to get worse before it gets better, I have a feeling. And so our trust needs to be in Jesus. Amen? Our trust needs to be in the door. Our trust needs to be in the scriptures. Because if we want to enter the secure place, if we want to enter salvation, if we want to enter the place that Jesus has prepared for us, we must listen to him. And follow God. 
Now, we are, going to, we are going to hear the entire thing today. We're going to baptize somebody. We're going to hear renewal of baptismal vows. We're going to hear those baptismal vows where we renounce the world and its institutions that are against God. We're going to renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces that are against God. We are going to renounce our wills that tend to sin and disobey God. The world, the devil, and the flesh. We're going to renounce those things today. So as we have people renewing their baptismal vows, pay attention to these things that we must renounce Amen. We're going to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. We're going to seek, we're going to, we're going to proclaim the Old and New Testaments as the Word of God. As the light, as the beacon by which we seek to live. And we're going to seek to obey the words of Jesus as we can as best as we are able, in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're called to do today. But guess what, folks? If you do that, the world at this point is going to come against you. So I'm here um, as a servant of Jesus to remind you that when you make vows like this, you are coming against the world and you are entering the war. You are entering the battle. Those good old Salvation Army people, they are sweet. But their greeting to each fellow officer in the morning is, how goes the battle? How goes the battle? When we woke up today, it was wartime. It was battle. And we're there. We're there. But Jesus is with us. Jesus is beside us. Jesus is leading us. You heard those words from Psalm 23, did you not? Praise the Lord. We, you know, Anglicans, uh, if they've memorized any scripture at all, they've memorized Psalm 23. That's because we read it at every funeral, probably. You can laugh there. Praise the Lord. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So I brought a rod and staff today. Where'd that go? Deacon Zach, bring me my rod and staff. I'm going to have you stand here with it. Okay. Yes, praise the Lord. He knows how to wield that baby. This, this little crook here, see, this is, this is made for real sheep. This is not one of those silvery, goldy things, you know, that kind of, you know, looks ecclesiastical. This is made out of ironwood, made for real sheep on a sheep farm, okay? And this is, this is made to grab you, you know, in case something's going wrong, and to pull you back from the edge, okay? All right, save your life. Be careful there, fellow. And then, see this 
We can use that to, you know, get the sheep moving. That's a rod and a staff. That's what Jesus has as the, as the true shepherd, and he is with us. Amen? Amen? Thanks, Deacon Zach. Deacon Zach's a faithful servant here. Praise the Lord for that. So he's there. He, he, has, the, he has the weaponry, right? We don't need to worry about the weaponry except for the word of God. If we're hiding the word of God in our hearts and minds, that's crucial, okay? But Jesus has the weaponry, and Jesus is with us. Amen? Amen. We need not fear, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, sheepies are not light, especially when they have a lot of fuzzy hair. They're about 50 to 70 pounds, which is a lot of, lot of hair. And they're smelly, smelly too. Well, so Jesus is sacrificing to spend his time with the sheep. But he loves us, and he wants to be with us. And that's the job his heavenly Father has given to him. He is our shepherd. We need not fear. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. But today he says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.